been a while, Justin. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a few, we took a little hiatus, like a three or four week hiatus. Uh, Just a little bit. People have been missing us. Yes, yes. Missing people, our episodes. We've been chomping at the bit so much, someone bro- they came into our home. <laughs> That's right. Chomping at the bit. Yeah. We're entering our domiciles. Entering our home. We yeah. need to get fresh. Yeah. So, uh, Do you want to introduce our studio audience? Well, today, today's um, episode, Be Careful What You Cast For, yeah. is filmed in front of a live studio audience That's right. member. So, um, give him a chance to introduce himself. Yeah, why not? Who are you? I am one of the many audience members <laughs> that are here today. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Haney. Uh, I've heard a lot about the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see what this is all about. Take Fantastic. it away, guys. Fantastic. Thanks for joining. Thanks <laughs> Thank for joining. You. That's for joining. And uh, we're going to get started on our, what th- what number podcast is this, This is uh, the 12th book in the Goosebump series. It's our 13th episode because we did the Fear Street special. Yes. But yes. we're doing the book, uh, Be Careful What You Wish For. Be Careful What You Wish For. Which is obviously where our, our name comes from. Where our podcast name came yeah. from. Yep. We were going through, <laughs> we're literally going through the books one by one yeah. and trying to figure out where cast worked. Yep. And I, th- were you the one that said this one? Because I was going through. No, I think it was you. Me? No, yeah. I think it was you. Okay, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> Basically, we were about to play some Mario Kart to try to clear our heads. Yeah. And uh, just we, Justin said, uh, be careful what you cast for. Or? Be careful what you cast for. And, uh, and it works. It works. And here's the book. And here's the book. Um, George, you want to talk about high-level thoughts real quick? High-level thoughts on this I'm going to have you start here. All right, so... What uh, do you think of the book, George? Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. Um, be careful what you cast for. Yeah. It was an interesting book. It, it was incredible. Well, yeah, okay. It was... A lot, it was kind of derivative. Yeah. You know, and it's something where you've seen things like this in at least, at this day and age, you've seen things like this in um, many different medias. Agreed. Except it's just not as, well, not as rough. You know, this one is. This story is? It's not as rough as some of the other things okay. you've seen. Sure. You know, like, but we'll go deeper into that. Okay. I think, I, I think later. I know what you're getting at. But uh, yeah, my high level thoughts, not great. It was no. it was all right. It, <laughs> it's it's definitely a story. It is a book with pages mm-hmm. and words. I was not really that into it, but we'll it, go through it. We'll go through the story and we'll talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's do the covers real quick. All right. So we're looking at the original cover from 1993. Yep, is when this was published. Um, so what we have on this cover is uh, appears to October be a girl kind of standing in the background with a crystal ball in the foreground foreground a mm-hmm. couple of hands around the crystal ball kind of uh bringing the crystal ball to life or, or, or something mm-hmm. the ball is glowing got this girl looking kind of uh confused in the background yeah it's uh the color is uh goosebumps magenta yeah um with uh, sort of like the overall color scheme the crystal ball looks a little bit cracked with lightning or something like that the girl has a look on her face like she just smelled some bad eggs or something uh. um the the subtext on there is uh you know, it might come true. Right. And see somebody's hands with red fingernails and things like that. So, yeah. Standard Goosebumps cover, you know. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Let's look at the next one that we have. We have the release from 2005. 2005 redesign. Yeah. This art's pretty different. Um, It's like a girl it, or it's, a I, woman. I think it's a woman. Holding um, a crystal ball. Yes. the I think it's um a character from the story holding the crystal ball. Yeah. Right? And there's looks like there's a bunch of uh, magic in the background or something. There seems to be some rain. There's a tree and things like that. Crystal ball glowing orange. Um, again, I at Goosebumps. It looks like they were just trying to catch eyes with this one. Yeah, because they have a bright orange and like blue background. There's no color theme anymore. A lot of eyeshadow going on here. A yeah. lot of eyeshadow. Yeah, this is this is 100 percent true. Okay, so all right. Is 2008 any different? 
Let's 2009. See Very different. Very different. This looks like it was drawn by a high schooler. Um, it is... Looks like a Medusa head, sort of, like in Almost. a crystal ball. Yeah, sort of like a woman with large hoop earrings, red eyes, yep. looks young, very pale, mm-hmm. black hair, crystal ball on a table, you know, in a padded booth, Yeah, and stuff like that. George, so, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say that I like this one the best. Really? Yeah. Really? The original is just boring. This one's got a little bit more style to it. I guess I have a lot of nostalgia for the original yeah. ones, you know. Overall, I think these covers were not fantastic. Yeah. Um. So that's high-level thoughts, and those are our... Um, thoughts on the covers. Yeah. George, you want to jump into the story here? So, high-level thoughts, I think we um, kind of covered those. Any other tidbits we'll take a look at later on. Perfect. Yeah, as you mentioned, this is uh, something that we've seen before. Like, this oh, story yeah. has been done before in like a variety of different ways. So, we'll talk about that. Yes. Go through a couple examples of that. But can we jump in the story, George? Yes, sir. So, as... We normally do on Be Careful What You Cast For, even though it's been a long time. We highly recommend that our guests and our uh, listeners take the time to read these books by R.L. Stein. Yeah. You know, you can find them in your local library or online, online or wherever fine books are sold or able to be read. Yeah. You already know this story. You've already heard it, but you might as well read it. Might as well read it. Refresh. It just, touch just up refresh. on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead and do that right now. Pause your podcast. Read the book. Then unpause your podcast. Go ahead and do that right now. And we're back. And we are back. All right, George. Wasn't that, wasn't that an interesting read of sorts? It was okay. All right. But let's jump into it uh, kind of oh. frame by frame. Yes, So sir. it opens with our protagonist, Sam Bird, in her eighth grade math class. She's on her way to the chalkboard to solve a math problem. But on the way, she gets tripped by her classmate, Judith. Mm-hmm. Judith is a mean classmate who is always making fun of Sam, embarrassing mm-hmm. her. On this particular day, Judith trips Sam. Sam falls to the ground. No books papers flying everywhere mm-hmm. sam is humiliated and judith is very proud of herself yeah, everyone in the school everyone in the room laughs yeah does the teacher laugh too uh no i think not yet but she will be laughing in a moment okay. um yeah but everybody's kind of like giving sam a hard time judith seems like kind of a, a bully type 100 percent. um and sam she's she's kind of tall she's kind of clumsy she's a target for a lot of teasing and bullying particularly by judith and this other girl mm-hmm. named uh, anna Mm-hmm, they call mm-hmm. her Stork behind her back, and they make fun of her. Mm-hmm. One of their favorite things to say is, why don't you fly away, bird? Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. Sam's last name is Bird. Yeah, Kids, very clever. So um, smart, these children. Calling her Stork and telling her to fly away. Yeah. yeah. So that's the situation. Uh, Sam has just been tripped by Judith in the classroom, and their teacher, Sharon, asks if Sam is okay. Mm-hmm. For some reason, teachers go by their first names at the school. We don't really know why. Uh, maybe. Do you think it might be a private school? It could definitely be like a private school. This was in the early 90s. Yeah. Maybe it was kind of like a progressive thing to have teachers go by their first names. I, I, I don't guess. Know. I guess. I think Arl Stein just didn't want to write last names. Maybe. Couldn't come up with any last names. No. No. But they, all the teachers go by first names. In this particular classroom, it is Sharon. Mm-hmm. So Sam says that she's okay after she's been tripped, but she's uh, distracted now and she struggles with the math problem when she goes to the board. She makes a mistake and mm-hmm. then Judith makes fun of her some more. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty bad environment. Uh, the kid's getting picked on quite a bit. Sam's yeah. getting picked on a lot. I mean, the teacher show says something about the tripping. Additionally, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, Sharon certainly isn't doing anything about it. No, Sam isn't no. going to make, uh, she's not going to take much more of this because she's kind of, her frustration's building pretty yeah. quickly. The rage is building. Mm-hmm. Sam, who's narrating the story, says that she kind of tried to hold it together mm-hmm. until later that day in Homac when things got ugly. So that's okay. how chapter one ends, is the tension is mounting. Sam's rage is building, and she's telling us, the reader, like, I can't take much more of this, and then later on today, things are going to get out of control. Yeah. So, 
interesting. Again, Sam's very tall, and I think that's why some of the other students pick on her. She literally stands out above the crowd. This is true. You know, so. Yeah, but this is, it's kind of shaping up to be a bit of a revenge story, which is something we've seen a few times before in the Goosebumps books. Mm -hmm. Kid gets Mm -hmm. bullied, pushed too far, and then kind of lashes out with spooky results. We actually just saw this in The Haunted Mask, like in the last book that we did. Yes. Kid getting teased a lot and then kind of snaps and tries to get revenge on her classmates. Yes. So the same day at lunchtime, Judith makes fun of Sam some more. But at least Sam has a friend, Corey, to keep her company. Mm-hmm. Corey, as a side note, has pretty bad lunches. George, did you have any comments about Corey's lunches? So his lunches were um, grilled cheese sandwiches. That's right. I and, thought you uh, might have some thoughts on this subject. It's a situation where mm-hmm. it can be done right. It can be done right. You could have a good grilled cheese sandwich that should last till lunchtime. Tell us how. Um, so here's how I would do it. Great. Uh, you'd uh, put it on either sandwich maker or a... Um, Actual George Roman grill. Sandwich makers would be ideal because you panini press kind of thing. Panini press, or even the little ones that actually have the pockets, because they could put more cheese in them. Great, and um, you could butter the outside of the sandwiches and the inside. What kind of bread are we talking here? We're talking just your regular whole wheat bread, you know, and it's uh, it's actually will get the job done rather well. Great, you grill those up. And the trick is to wrap them in foil, or okay. if you have it. Um, uh, a parchment paper or um, waxed paper. Okay. Foil. The issue with wrapping your sandwiches in foil is that you w- can and will cut your lips when you're trying to eat that sandwich. Okay. So because you're holding in the foil and foil is sharp, everyone knows that. Yeah. Have you ever had a foil cut? You've I had have. A foil yeah. cut, right? Like trying to eat a sandwich and things like that. Yeah. No, I could vouch. Yeah, you can definitely cut yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, with that, you do that. You put it inside of your uh, lunch bag, which you make sure it's a little insulated yeah. igloo bag or something like that. Back then, you even had the plastic lunch boxes. You wrap that sure. in a, maybe a napkin or put the whole foil inside a plastic bag. The air mm-hmm. tightness will keep it sort of warm, and the crispiness will be able to avoid any of soggy issues. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So um, your grilled cheese comes off the peanut press, the pan, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very hot. Do you want to wrap it hot, or do you want to let it cool before you wrap it? Does it matter? I don't think it matters. I mean, like if you if you grill it right, and also is there a tier list of whether cool sandwiches or hot sandwiches are better? Well, it, obviously, hot sandwiches. So are hot better. sandwiches are better. Grilled cheese, you want to eat it hot, yeah. but that's probably not going to be an option. For that's your not going to be an option. But right. no, I mean, you there's some good eagle bags that you can do stuff with. But the thing is that the trick is you don't just have cheese in there, man. You need to make sure you put a little bit of meat or something. Yeah. Is it then? Is it just a grilled cheese anymore, or is it just a sandwich now? Is it? It's a grilled Where sandwich. Well, it's a melt. Yeah, it's definitely a melt. melt. Yeah, yeah. It's important. <laughs> <Is> it? <laughs> it's important. You get a little bit of honey, a ham, this, or... but then it's not a grilled cheese. Well, it's it, it, it's it's debatable. Absolutely. Well, something that's grilled. We'll with dig cheese. into this a lot deeper in our spinoff podcast. Well, episode. just about sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you sandwich. <laughs> Be careful what you sandwich. Perfect. But um, yeah, one thing that's going to come up later was his discussion about cheese, which I vehemently disagree with him about. And when yep. it comes up, we'll, we will know, and we will get back into it. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, great. So, yeah, they're still at lunch. Judith is, you know, relieved to have Corey around. She's talking about her frustrations, and she's saying that she's, you know, ready to get up and murder Judith. Mm-hmm. Corey, mm-hmm. Corey jokingly reminds her that she'll get in trouble if she murders Judith. Mm-hmm. Plus, Judith is the best basketball player on the team, which Sam is also on. Mm-hmm. So the basketball team would be dealt a major blow if Judith were to be killed. Uh, it's the Montrose Mustangs. That's the basketball team, mm-hmm. and they just would not be the same without Judith. So yeah, I guess she has uh, you know value to the basketball team at least. I mean, she holds value to society, and thus she sure. her murder would pull that value. So absolutely, that's the only thing that's stopping this murder in this yep. world. It's the murder's been put on hold. So that afternoon, Sam goes to Home Ec, 
George, did you have home ec when you were a kid? Yeah, we had home ec. I never had home you ec. Never had home ec. Never what did you have? Ec. Did you have home ec? I, I did. I never took. I just. I want to back up uh, about Judith being the best basketball player. Go on. In mm-hmm. her women's basketball <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, team, I. It seems like the the value of this team just upholds the reputation of the entire school, mm. and I. I don't know how I feel about that being the reason we shouldn't kill her. Okay. Well, I'm sure there are other sports at this school or there are other clubs that can yeah. kind of keep the reputation going. Sure. I mean, <laughs> Sam is on the team, so it's kind of yeah. in her own best interest that the, t- the team perform well. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. a little bit of a motivation. Yeah, that's true. I don't that's know. That's true. I'm like, I wonder how much she cares about this. this uh, I mean, there, there's not that much to do when you're 12 years old. Yeah. You know, so like stakes are high. I mean, I'm sure Pokemon was out then. No, was actually, that... Pokemon was not out in 1993. Oh, this is 90. 90th... This is 1993. Actually, Pokemon... Pokemon started um, really taking off in the early 2000s. Huh. So I it was earlier than that. Po- well, I mean, at least in the United States. We no can look way. this up later. In the comments below, make sure you write <laughs> when Pokemon came off. Mm. You know, when you first heard about Pokemon and I learned that you had to catch them all. Back then, if you all weren't right. into basketball, keep but, going. But Homac. Home ec, yes. I so never had home ec. I made cheesecakes. I made. I remember making cheesecake. It was pretty good. Do you think that the teachers and administrators all got together and they thought, like, is there anything else that the kids would benefit from learning? And they went down the list as, like, we've covered everything. It's time to talk about cheesecake. Like, that's the next well, most important thing that we can tell these children. <laughs> home ec was supposed to be home economics, which technically was supposed to teach you things like. Um, so cooking is one, the, just the flashiest part of home ec. It's very flashy. It's part. the flashiest part, you know, cooking, cleaning, flashiest part. But it should teach you how to sew, mm-hmm. right? Because sewing's a necessary thing. It's not that necessary, but go on. Well, I mean, you should know how to sew a That's button helpful. onto your shirt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it teaches you how to. Um, Confirmed. If George was stuck on a deserted island, sewing would get him out. <laughs> it so might. Confirmed. Sew my, my way all the way out. But yeah, teach you some basic stuff, basic way around the kitchen, so that you're not inept when you have to start adulting, you know? So. Okay. But some people didn't have Omec. I didn't. Like I'm struggling in life. Yeah. It's well, pretty hard. My shirts are buttonless. Yeah, I'm noticing no buttons on you at all. <laughs> yeah, it's no, pretty no. bad. I'm eating, I'm just eating like directly out of cans of soup over the sink because I, I don't so. know how that kind of thing. <laughs> I guess so. It's pretty bleak. Yeah, it's rough. Anyways, so Sam is in Omec. Um, they're making tapioca pudding that day because these are important skills, George. Well, tapioca pudding, I don't know. That's a little bit extravagant. Yeah. Sam is making her pudding, doing a great job. Judith is also in the class. Judith walks over to her, pretends to trip, and dumps a big bowl of tapioca pudding on Sam's brand new Doc Martens. Now, that is both unnecessary and wasteful. Then you should murder her. Yeah. Yeah. Then you should... George, do you also advocate violence at this point? Well, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I do, too. Yeah, it's sort of like she's wasting the pudding... That's Which, like worth the time in jail. That's like worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Someone dumped pudding on me. It's like, oh, don't mess with her. Yeah. No, I'll serve. <laughs> yep. And Sam, in fact, flips out at that point. She utters an angry roar, grabs Judith ah. by the throat, and starts strangling her. After a few <laughs> moments of violent struggle, the teacher, Daphne, separates the two girls. Sam so, runs out of the room, still in a rage. So when it said that she starts strangling her, here's my note. Good. Yeah. No, I agree. Good. Yeah, Are it was we time. Reading the same bo- is she like half monster? There's a, <laughs> there's a roar. There's, there. a, there's an angry roar. <laughs> She's enraged, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, she and she says that if she had one wish, it would be to destroy Judith. Wait. And it, and as the narrator, she says, "Little did I know that I would soon get my wish." Uh, well, mm. 
So the home ec teacher, Daphne, makes the girls shake hands and apologize to each other, but Sam's mm-hmm. not over it. She's pretty un- upset, pretty angry, yeah, and she's home- still planning on getting her revenge. The home ec teacher probably doesn't have too much say on what goes on. They even talked about how the home ec teacher made them make things, and she would just eat them in at night That's right. afterwards. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the benefits of being a home ec teacher, I guess. I guess. I mean, she probably got salmonella. Get to eat a times. lot of mediocre brownies. A lot of mediocre, <laughs> mediocre brownies. Sound like a good name for a band. I agree. <laughs> um, so, end of the school day. It's time for basketball practice. Sam is the worst player on the team, but the coach Ellen insisted that she join because Sam's so tall. Mm-hmm. Sam doesn't want to be there. She's very anxious and generally tries to be as invisible as possible. Judith and Anna are also on the team, of course, and they're the best players, of course. They pass the ball to Sam at one point during practice, and it bounces off Sam's head. A few plays later, Judith passes the ball to Sam again and says, get this one, Stork. And mm. Sam is thrown off by being called Stork, so she gets distracted, and Anna steals the ball from her. It's not going well for Sam at all. No. Towards the end of practice, they have a scrimmage game, and at one point, there's a loose ball. Sam and Judith both go for it at the same time, and Judith ends up kneeing Sam right in the sternum, knocking the wind out of her. And then narrator Sam says, I knew I was going to die. Because she got mm. her, the wind knocked out of her. So she got hit in the sternum with a knee while That's playing right. basketball. That's right. We, let's remember this. Sam is pretty tall. That's right. So did was she going sideways? Did did she just get hit with Diving a Diving for a loose ball. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Did she like get a falcon knee in the chest? Or yes. Like, that okay. is exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah falcon <laughs> pretty much. Oh, so accidental falcon knee. Have you ever had the, the wind knocked out of you? Um, I'm sure I have in the past, but not in recent history. You're sure you have? You don't remember? I don't I, remember. It happened. It, I remember it because I thought I was going to die. Really? Well, yeah. was the last time you had the wind knocked out of you? I was probably 10 years old, mm-hmm. 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And everybody's grabbing things on their way to the floor. Yeah. They're like gasping for air. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, pretty scary because like you're like the, mus- the muscles that control like your like inflation of your lungs are like, yeah, mm-hmm. they like freeze up. Yeah. And then you can't breathe. So well, I think you're going to die. I think um, the closest thing, not so much the wind knocked out of me, but... Um, there was a time when I was doing um, uh, martial arts classes like Jin Kune Do, mm-hmm. then back to back with Capoeira, and uh, like the slow kind that you can't just like fling yourself around to use momentum. Mm-hmm. And that was after doing drills and a whole bunch of stuff. And I remember in the second class, that was after like more than an hour of working out and stuff. I remember thinking, I uh, if I just pass out, you know, no one can be mad at me, you know, yeah. because. You know, my body was just so tired, and if I pass sure. out, then you can't be upset someone who passes out, right? I wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. But that's like collapsing from exhaustion. That's not like yeah. the wind knocked out of you. Not that's like an impact. Yeah. Like an impact to the chest. Yeah, so I feel like, Ugh. thankfully, Ugh. I've not had something that's been that dramatic yeah. in recent history, even when I'm well, I hope sparring never, and stuff. I hope that never happens to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. But Sam has the wind knocked out of her, but she's not dead. She does not die. Yes. But she's done for the day, done with practice. Mm-hmm. Judith actually walks Sam to the locker room, apologizing for the knee, and says that it was an accident. Sam doesn't buy it and does not accept the apology. Judith says, why don't you just fly away, bird? Goes back to practice. So still giving Sam a hard time. So you think Judith was actually trying to apologize, or you just think she won't, didn't want any blame? I think she didn't want any blame. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she was right. sincere, really. Okay. But Sam is fed up. She's like, that is the last straw. She leaves the school to go home, but instead of going home, she rides her bike through the rain. She rides down a bike path um, along the woods and gets like kind of into the woods, and then she sees lightning and decides that she needs to go home. And then just then, a a woman steps in front of her on the path the woman is pale with dark hair and dark eyes kind of wearing this kind of strange old-fashioned clothing 
And the woman has kind of a confused look on her face. And Sam says, can I help you? Mm-hmm. The woman says that she's lost. She has, she's kind of like a, a weird old woman voice, even though she doesn't look old. Mm-hmm. And Sam describes her as kind of ghost-like. Mm-hmm. She says that she's lost in a uh, a weird old woman voice. George, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't make up a voice for this person. All right. You know, like <laughs> weird old now. woman, like. Oh, lost. oh no! <laughs> that was perfect. That was the worst one ever. <laughs> so, Sam- oh, excuse me, little girl. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Can you help me? Nice. I imagine her being possibly uh, Romani in descent. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So Sam gives the woman directions because the woman says that she's trying to get to Madison Street. Then the woman grabs Sam's wrist and says, "Can you take me there?" Take Short. me there. Perfect. Want to go there? Take me there. Let's go there. All right. Sam is startled. <laughs> Sam is startled by how icy cold her hand is, but she says, "Sure, I'll show you where it is." Mm-hmm. So Sam is going to show this strange, mysterious woman over to Madison Street. So she hops off her bike and starts walking it along, alongside the mystery woman. They're walking and talking. It's still raining a bit. The woman thanks Sam for being so helpful. Mm-hmm. She says that she loves the rain. She says, "Without rain, what would wash away the evil?" And I have a comment for this. Go on. So without rain, what would wash away the evil? I have. Fire, cleansing fire. Okay. Yeah, that so. would that would definitely do it. That would be the op- that would be an option. Yeah. So, so you need either fire or rain. Either well, way. Yeah. Wash away that evil. So I'll take I'll take rain for the most part. Yeah. You know, because the all other of us would take rain. Yeah. The, the other option is a <laughs> little cho- bit more extreme. I choose rain. Uh, <laughs> but rain. but Sam thinks it's kind of an odd thing to say. They walk and talk some more, and the woman asks Sam what her name is. Sam replies with "My name's Sam," and the woman says that her name is Clarissa. Name is Clarissa. The Crystal Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the Crystal Woman. Mm-hmm. So they get over to Madison Street. And at this point, Sam is a little bit weirded out by the woman, and kind of ready to get out of there. Mm-hmm. The woman thanks Sam again. And Sam is like, hey, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. The woman says that she wants to repay Sam. Sam says it's really not necessary. Then the woman says, tell you what, I will grant you three wishes. Mm-hmm. So we've got a wishes story here, George. Yeah. And Sam, we know... Um, from the title of the book, needs to be careful what she wishes for. Yes, yes. So what's going to happen next? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, at this point, it's a situation where, you know, it could go very interesting ways. Sure. This could be a very great, a very good book. It could be a very good <laughs> book. It has the option <laughs> at this point. <laughs> That's right. So at first, Sam, of course, thinks this woman must be crazy. Um, she's like, what? Like, is this a joke? What's the deal? The woman insists that she'll grant Sam three wishes, and Sam says that she's not wishing for anything at the moment. She's not interested. Mm-hmm. The woman has whipped out a crystal ball at this point and is really kind of playing up her mysteriousness. Sam's a little nervous about it and decides to play along so that the woman doesn't get upset and do anything crazy. How big do you think the crystal ball is? Because she was walking with yep. Sam all of this time, yeah, and that. if she just whips it out, yeah. what do you think? About the size of a baseball, softball? I would say grapefruit. A grapefruit? The yeah. size of a grapefruit? Size of a grapefruit. So if it's a crystal ball, right. grapefruit, yeah. that would be pretty heavy still, right? Eh, less 10 pounds, maybe less. 10 pounds? I'd say six or eight pounds. So in your pr- pocket or purse? What do you think? She probably got like a little, a little handbag satchel, thing. A little yeah. baggy? Well, yeah. Question, isn't it? It's in the, it's in the artwork. Yeah. True. Yeah, you, but you can't have a crystal ball without a satchel, George. You got to yeah, have a satchel. You have to have a satchel for it. Yeah, yeah. The thing about you the you cri- can probably judge it by the picture. Well, yeah. the, you, the artwork you can't really is unreliable. You know, like we could take a look at what they have in I there. Cover. Okay, so go. the 2005 one actually has a pretty good yeah. size, so it kind of fits in your palm. Say so that's about grapefruit okay. size. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I I'm assuming a satchel. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not entirely clear. Mm-hmm. I'm making some satchel assumptions. Oh, right there, this satchel right here. <laughs> some satchel assumptions. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to put that. So Sam decides she's going to play along with this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thinks it's very odd that this woman's offering her wishes, but she's going to play along. Yeah. Sam can't think of anything to wish for, but then says, uh, she kind of blurts out, my wish is to be the strongest player on my basketball team. Mm-hmm. The woman's crystal ball glows bright red, and then she puts it back in her bag and thanks Sam again and goes on her way. So she does have a bag. They she's got a satchel. Yeah. You know, like one of the things that um, happens right after this is they say, you know, of all things to wish for, why would I wish? Why would anyone pick that? And my comment with that was, yes, yep, bad choice. Clearly, she wasn't taking this seriously at this point. Mm-hmm, she's just mm-hmm. playing along with this woman. Doesn't actually think that these wishes are going to be granted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So far, we don't know. Are they going to be granted? I don't know, George. But for safety, for safety, I, I guess we've we're no longer twelve years old. Okay, and we've seen so many different things. That's right. For safety, if someone says that rent wish is going to be granted. Mm-hmm. At least choose something safe. Okay. That a test wish. A, a good test wish yeah. that, especially if you have three, that you can, um, you know, A, confirm at the moment. Yep. And B, can't be construed negatively. Yep. So we'll go in with this a little bit more. I don't want to give okay. too much away. Yeah, we got we got to dig into yeah. what we would do in this situation. Yeah, we all, we all have to have our set of um, bulletproof wishes. Okay. So. Yeah. Yes. But Sam has just wished to be the best, uh, strongest basketball player on her team. The crystal woman has disappeared. She's mm-hmm. gone off. So Sam's kind of just like, okay, glad that's over. That was weird. Mm-hmm. She goes back home. She has dinner with her family. She's got a mom and a dad and a brother named Ron. It's classic mm-hmm. R.L. Sign, Goosebumps family. Mm-hmm. They even have a little dog named Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Cute. Dog, yes. Sam asks her brother if they can play basketball in the driveway after dinner because she wants to see if she got better. So she's of, like, Ron, let's go play basketball. One of the, uh, well, two things. Uh, Sam and their family, they always eat like canned vegetables, canned beans, oh, canned yeah. like boxed potatoes, which is, I guess, a little bit gross. But the what major change from the Arlstein family dynamic is that this family, she is the younger sibling. In almost everything else, yeah. we had a older sibling. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know how much older they didn't say, did they? Just that he's just older. Older. I mean, it seems like he's not that much older. No, because maybe he, a year or two. He doesn't mind hanging out with her. He's just kind of yeah. So, do you think she's taller than he is? I don't Might think be. so. She could be. I don't know. They don't say. I don't think. Yeah. But they do say that Ron's pretty good at basketball. So, uh, Sam's like, let's go shoot around a little bit. She, mm-hmm. she wants to see if she got better. Um, so, she goes outside. She starts shooting some hoops, but she's not any better. She's still terrible. Mm-hmm. Out in the driveway, she cannot hit a shot. Her brother, Ron, is pretty good, and he's running circles around her. He's hitting shots, passing her the ball, but she can't even catch the ball. She's getting frustrated and goes up for a layup, but Ron jumps up and swats the ball away. Just... Just not, not in my house. Then <laughs> then in her, her frustration, Sam yells. She she yells, I wish you were a foot tall. That's what mm-hmm. Sam yells. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, that could be a problem, George. That could be a problem. It's, uh, again, you need to watch what you say. You need to be careful what you wish for. Like exactly. But so it's weird that um, Sam is fixated on height as the key reason that she's not good at basketball because she's actually quite tall so so, then, so the fact that she's wishing that her brother were a foot tall like, that means he's probably uh tall or taller yeah, than she is probably the case so so yeah. yeah so she wants to blame her brother's height for her own inferiority i don't yeah. really know it doesn't really yeah. make a ton of sense to me well but, just off putting your blame for your own failings onto those of exactly. others that's yeah. the best that's the way you never had blame <laughs> yeah never so, fault so so sam catches herself as soon as she makes that wish and she's like oh did that Count as a wish. Is that going to mm-hmm. come true now? Mm-hmm. But then she thinks, well, my first wish didn't come true because I'm still terrible at basketball. So why would my second wish come true? Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. the woman's not even around. So maybe that makes a difference also. Of course, yeah. the woman's not there. 
Then Ron runs off to get the ball, and when he returns out of the shadows, he's only a foot tall. Ooh! But it's just their dog. It was. It was not Ron. <laughs> it was, it the was dog just the, puppy. the whole time. It's the puppy. Yep. Puppy so pumpkin. The, so the puppy was only a foot tall, but Ron's still a person. He's still um, full size. He did not shrink. Mm-hmm. Sam is thinking about the wishes and how she doesn't really believe any of it anyway, but she assumes that for there to even be a chance for the wishes to come true, the crystal woman would have to be present with the crystal ball. So she's like, you know, that's why Ron didn't shrink. Well, I mean, you it's know. interesting that she's making up this headcanon already, you know? Yeah. So it's like, all right, all right, that's reasonable, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, the person has to hear it. The wish granter themselves has to hear the wish. That's right. It's not just a, um intrinsic to the person who got the wishes. Right, right. There are rules. There are rules to this sort of thing. The next day at school, Sam is at lunch, and she gets the opportunity to uh, confront Judith and Anna. Um Judith and Anna actually ask her if she's coming to the basketball game that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Sam says she is, and Judith says that that's too bad because that means they're going to lose. It's an important game, apparently, uh, but Sam is planning on going, and she's dreading it because she figures that she's just going to embarrass herself again, so she's kind of nervous about it. One more thing before you go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her friend, Corey, yeah. he had a sandwich, another grilled cheese sandwich. Let's circle back to the sandwiches. Fantastic. You need to circle back to the sandwiches. This is very important. Because we just had a lunchroom scene, and we did not address. We did not address the sandwich. The, the lunch the sandwich in the room. Yeah. So he said, oh, man, I can't believe my dad gave me another grilled cheese sandwich. And it looks like he didn't even use American cheese. He mm-hmm. used cheddar. Now, this means this uh, child, Corey, is uh, some type of idiot. Okay. You know, to not recognize the superiority of cheddar okay. to craft singles mm. is, uh, I think, I guess you have to blame the parents for that sort of thing. I would. You know, so, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that other than this made me upset and angry. You know, ched- yeah. cheddar is better, yeah. in my opinion. So, yeah. Uh oh, someone's making a face at me. Someone is making a face at me. I go ahead and say that that's debatable. <laughs> uh, cheddar is the palateless version of cheese, easily the worst, uh, easily worse than American cheese. Cheddar? Yes, absolutely. You think so? I think cheddar would. Cheddar is like an all else fails cheese. Cheddar. I feel like you you can like cheddar because you're trying to get away with a cheese conversation, which is okay. Mm. But uh, you gotta go. You know, once you're older, you get gouda. Comes out well, of course. Good as you get Swiss. Yes, yes. You're introduced. You know, you're introduced. Feta. Yes, there are a lot of blue, very good cheeses. Expand your grilled cheese horizons. Absolutely, Spanish cheese. Like there's just so. But the thing is that you go back to cheddar, you're kind of like, all right, cool. Let me. You might as well go back to Dunkaroos. But given the fact that the theme is like '90s, we should all (laughs) we should just keep keep going. I mean, cheddar is fine, I guess. (laughs) But compared to craft singles, if you had the option. I didn't nice... know those were the only two options. Is yeah, that that's what case? he wanted. He wanted American cheese. American those cheese. are Kraft Singles cheese-like food substances. They can't even officially How call themselves cheese. How old is he, cheese. George, again? He is 12 years old. Uh-huh. Even I knew when I was 12 years old, you know, when I, I was looking that cheddar was preferable to American cheese. When you realize, wait a second, there's this thing that comes in uh, plastic and you peel it off, and it's orange, but there's this other thing that I actually think if Clarissa like gave me those wishes, I would have every time wished for you to have a better understanding of cheese. <laughs> I know and there are all... better cheeses than cheddar. Don't worry about that. I know Gouda is better than okay. cheddar. I'm I know mozzarella is better than cheddar. I'm going to try to find Clarissa at some point in her life <laughs> and just 
Cheddar's not. Because I don't see that wish going wrong at all. <laughs> like that, that can't flip on me. Like none of that, that can't trap me in any way. But keep, keep going. Keep going. Go yeah, we got to save some. That. We got to save some of this for sandwich cast. That's true. Keep your powder dry. We're going to talk about this more. Keep your powder at, at dry. A future, <laughs> a future date. Um, so later on, they're at the basketball game. There's a basketball game after school. Sam is very nervous about it. The game is actually against some smaller kids, but they're pretty good. Um, they're younger and they're a little bit Small shorter, but, but they're they're good uh, and they're skilled and they're well coached. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. worth noting here that Sam is actually a starter on the team. She's not coming off the bench. I don't know if you noticed that mm. because at the tip off, uh, she gets the ball. So she's yeah. and so she's not the starting center because she's not tipping the ball. Yeah, she's not yeah. doing the jump ball, but she is a starter, uh, which is strange because her only attribute seems to be she's she's tall. I think that might be the only thing. Maybe there's only five people on the team. There might be because I don't know why she's a starter if she's the worst player on the team. Well, I mean, doesn't all make a lot of sense. The coach wanted her on the team just because she's tall. Yeah, and the coach probably thinks this person is tall. They should be able to grab the ball, maybe get the rebounds, and pass it to some of the other players. Yeah, they probably still don't know. Well, Sam told us she's the worst player on the team. That's it's right. possible that she isn't. Yeah, and it's just her perception of herself. That's really possible. Yeah, you know, right. she should, could just be getting down on herself. That's a good thought. So. Um, but there's a tip off in the game. The the ball actually goes immediately to Sam. So she grabs it and actually runs the wrong way. So she's running to the wrong basket. Off to a very bad start here. Yeah, it's a few bad. minutes into the game, the Mustangs are losing like twelve to nothing. They cannot score. There's a lot of pla- bad plays in the game, and Sam notices that her teammates seem like they're completely exhausted. Mm-hmm. They're yawning and struggling to even run. So something's up. The ball somehow makes it its way into Sam's hands again, and she takes a shot and misses. But it's close. It almost goes in. Then she gets her own rebound. She takes another shot, misses it again. Mm-hmm. Judith tries to get the rebound, but the ball goes through her hands to Sam, who takes another shot and makes it. She makes a shot. Right. So their team continues to score way more than the Mustangs. The Mustangs <laughs> are getting crushed, but the rest of Sam's team is actually playing so badly that Sam realizes that she's the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. So her wish apparently has actually come true. Yep. Technically, yep. Yeah. it's true. This is a situation where Sam's wish appears to have technically come true, but there's a twist on the wish. On the wish, twist on the wish, George. Twist on the witch. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a wish twist. It's a wish twist. There is. <laughs> there's. This is what. What is it, Justin? A wish twist. A wish twist. Why can't I say that? Wish twist. It's a wish there. twist. Wish twist. This is a classic cursed monkey's paw situation, George. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before, and I would go so far as to say that we have a trope here. This oh. is really a trope. Well, this is this is uh, top of the trope list. So, is were you thinking monkey's paw specifically, or just wish twists? Well, I mean, every well, most people know monkey's paw type of thing, right? M- monkey's paw, evil genie, um, you know, fortune teller type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's it's that sort of thing. It you is. Know? Uh, this is a trope that you've seen. Through The Simpsons, through Twilight Zone, right. through every type of uh, show that's going to have a spooky episode where that's there right. are wishes. That's right. You're going to see this. That's true. Yes. Um, I think in the original Monkey's Paw thing, for those of our listeners who aren't too familiar with it, like I think the original Monkey's Paw story was had something like this person wishes for like $1,000 to be able to pay for their farm or something like that. And then, like, their son dies in, like, a factory accident. And, like, the, wow. the factory owner, like, gives him $1,000. Is like, sorry, your son died, but here's $1,000. Wow. So they get the $1,000, but there's a wish twist. Wish twist. son dies in the process. Essentially, it's always, like, there's a cost for what you... Yeah. Some kind of 
Rick and Morty did a recent episode about it where there's like mm-hmm. an Needful antique things. Lucifer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Where like things happen. <laughs> Needful yeah. things. Yep. You know. Yep. I remember that. So, what was yeah. So yeah. So to be clear, Sam has not gotten any better at basketball. No. It's just no. that the rest of her team has gotten much much worse. The rest of the game goes very poorly for the Mustang. Mm. Sam is actually feeling pretty good about herself though, because she mm. just feels good to not be the worst player on the team. Yeah. So. Very self-centered. It didn't work out great in that she didn't get any better, but she actually does feel okay because she's happy that everybody else is worse. She feels good, but isn't that what really matters at the end of the day? You feel good. I would say so. You played played your best. Yeah. You had fun. Yep. Even though you lost badly. You felt great. You felt good. You got some exercise. Yeah. Even your friends. The Mustangs got crushed, though. And after the game, Judith is kind of suspicious of Sam because Sam is the only player who's like upbeat and energetic. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam just says, you know, I hope you feel better. Mm-hmm. And then wonders to herself if the rest of the team will actually is going to recover or not, mm-hmm. or whether they're going to be permanently physically diminished because of this situation. So Sam is starting to like get a little, little bit nervous about it because she doesn't really know how all this works. And she's like a little bit worried that she's actually done permanent damage to her teammates. And the next day, Judith and Anna aren't in school. And Sam is actually getting more worried about them, which is nice of her. She's hoping that they yeah. won't die. And she feels really guilty. I don't know, George, would you feel guilty in this situation? Well, the thing is that I, I've i seen so many things like this that I will have made my wishes bulletproof. Right. You know, basically, only wishes that... I would I would make them bulletproof, and we'll, we'll check the bulletproofness of them at the end. Okay. In terms of this situation, yeah, she should feel bad, because out of the whole team, there's only two people on there that she truly dislikes. What does she actually wish for? She asks to be the strongest member of her team. Yeah. Technically... She could honestly, they could, she could have been the strongest without any of them getting worse. For sure. And that's obviously what she intended. Yeah. So her intentions I mean, were pretty, be, uh, you know, not harmful. I mean, you know, her intentions were good, you know. Pretty good. She could have gone her entire career with ever mentoring Shook. But, you know, it's a situation where um, she could have been stronger, but not better at basketball, you know. Sure. She could have been throwing the ball through the roof or something like right. that. So, yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. Mean, you need to pick the right words when you are dealing with the sure. wish granter. Yeah, but she feels guilty, so she's got a, a good conscience. Yeah. So at lunch, Sam tells Corey about the whole situation, mm-hmm. um, and he tells Sam he tells Sam that she's probably imagining things. So Corey's like, you know, I'm sure this wish isn't coming true. It was just like a fluke. That's yeah. why everybody was tired of the game. Everybody's probably getting sick or something. Everyone probably got mono from drinking from the same uh, water fountain yeah. or something yeah. like so, that. Yeah, so they go to school nurse. And ask why Judith and Anna aren't in school. And the nurse says, I'm sorry, but Judith and Anna are gone <laughs> for at least a week. They have the flu or something. It's a little fake out. The nurse is kind of just faking the kids out. But anyways, yeah. uh, Judith and Anna, they're more or less fine. They're just home with the flu. Yeah. Yeah. So still Sam is worried and she decides that she needs to go find the crystal woman. But she's not, her how she, not sure how she's going to do that. Mm-hmm. She figures she'll go check the woods where they first met. Sam's about to get on her bike to ride to the woods mm-hmm. when her mom shows up at the school to pick her up for an orthodontist appointment. Mm-hmm. So Sam does not get to go to the woods. After her orthodontist visit, she goes home and decides to call Judith mm-hmm. on the phone. Judith's mom answers the phone and says that Judith is too weak to talk, but then asks Judith if she wants to talk to Sam. Judith comes to the phone, and Sam asks her how she's feeling. And Judith says, Sam, did you cast a spell on us? And Sam is shocked, and Judith says, all the girls are sick except for you, and I think you cast a spell on us. Mm-hmm. Sam neither confirms nor denies, but she gets off the phone very quickly saying, I just hope you feel better. Goodbye. Where, where's this uh, located in uh, Salem, Mass? 
Could be. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, some witch paranoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some. She was quick to the witch paranoia. She really was. I, I mean, like, you'd say maybe... I'd say maybe, did you poison us? Yeah. Uh, did you, like, you know, poo in the, you know, water yeah, jug or something Yeah, that's what like I would that? ask specifically. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first we, question I would ask. You know you pooed in the water jug. Right. You know? Um, yeah. But no, she says, I think you might be a witch. Yeah. Did you cast a spell on us? Yeah. So the next day, Sam is determined to go back to the woods and find the crystal woman. She asks Corey to go with her, mm-hmm. but he refuses and makes up an excuse as to why he can't. Mm-hmm. So Sam goes alone. And when she gets to the woods, she thinks she sees the crystal woman at the edge of the road, but it's not her. It's someone else. Why are all the, like, when there is a female with a male friend, mm-hmm. why are all the male friends super duper flaky? Yeah. You know, like the female's like, hey, I don't want to go to the woods by myself. Would you be willing to go with me? He's like, uh, I want to, cl- I'm going to go clean the basement. Yeah. You know, so. It definitely happened in uh, The Girl Who Cried Monster. The Girl Who Cried Monster. But eventually the. The, the friend like went with her to Eventually, the dude's house. Well, I think he even yeah he looked by himself and yeah, but yeah the dude friends are super flaky. They're unreliable. I they mean, really are. I don't yeah. know. But Sam has not found the crystal woman near the woods. She goes over to Madison Street, which is where the crystal woman was trying to get to when they first met. Can't find her. Sam gives up for the day and heads home. But she uh, passes by Judith's house and decides to stop by and see how Judith is doing. Mm-hmm. It's also we didn't mention that it's like winter. This is a winter story. Well, it's um all. I think this was released in October. Okay. Well, there's so, snow and it's they, very cold. They said it was very cold. I didn't. They said there's snow. I believe so. Okay. So yeah, October. It could snow in October. It could. Yeah. yeah but so. Uh, so Judith is gonna stop by, or Sam is gonna stop by Judith's house because it's very cold out and she mm-hmm. wants to warm up, but also she wants to check on Judith. Second winter thir- story or third winter story? I believe it's the second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Sam goes inside Judith's house and is not very warmly received by Judith. Judith mm-hmm. in- insists that Sam is a witch who has cast a spell, and she knows this partly because in social studies the previous year they had studied spells and things. Did you notice that? I mean, they studied. They probably studied the Salem witch trials, I guess. And so she said, after that, you went and go to study spells. Yeah, she's a witch. Yeah, she's a witch. Yeah, she's it's a. a- it's a weird school, though. I didn't yeah. really know what's going on. They're studying spells and things mm-hmm. in social studies, mm-hmm. calling their teachers by their first names, making tapioca pudding. Mm-hmm. What kind of school is this? Is, is this Hogwarts? It's very, it's very weird. Well, if it was Hogwarts, there'd be no question. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But Judith continues to accuse Sam of being jealous and of casting the spell. Of witchcraft. And she's yelling, you're a witch, you're a witch. And Sam snaps and says, I never would have done it if you weren't so horrible to me. Mm-hmm, Judith mm-hmm. says, I knew it. And she keeps yelling, yelling you're a witch, you're a witch. You're and a Sam witch. like runs out of the house. She runs downstairs. She's so mad that she yells, I wish Judith would just disappear. Mm-hmm. And she hears mm-hmm. a voice behind her say, okay, shall grant okay, yeah, okay, then that will be your second wish. <laughs> it's the crystal woman. She's standing right there for some reason. And she says, I shall cancel your first wish. And shall grant your second wish. So the previous wish gets canceled when you make your next wish. See this. That's this, another mechanic of the wishing that I didn't really understand. This, this mechanic is um, less than ideal. Right. If it's why would you offer three wishes if the first one gets canceled? It's like I, rental wishes. Rental wishes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's not, two, you're getting two one wish, but you can just like fix the other two. That's yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. She's like a diet witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those diet witches. Half um, the power. So I don't know wh- why they why Sam can't still be the best basketball player on the team if Judith is going to disappear. Like why do those wishes are not in any way contradicting each other? I think the thing is that um uh, what's her name? 
What was her name? Judith. Ju- no, girl? no, 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 no. Sam. No. Nope. Protagonist. No. Nope. Crystal Woman. Yes. Clarissa. Clarissa. Yeah. Uh, so she tries to explain it all when she says that <laughs> she does um, not try to explain she, it she all. She tries to explain it when she says, "Oh, oh, you she know, explains nothing." Theory. You know, I noticed you were unhappy with the last wish. Um, so uh, uh, customer I'm support witches. <laughs> exactly. Are terrible. you unhappy with the product? Yeah. So you yeah. know what, dearie? You know what, honey? I'm just gonna go ahead and just cancel that last wish and set you up with a new wish, and hopefully you'll be much more happier with that one. Yep. So wish number two, apparently, which Sam didn't even like really deliberately pick, mm-hmm. is that Judith disappear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sam says that she didn't mean it, and she runs towards the crystal woman, but trips and falls, and when she gets up, the crystal woman is gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That evening, Sam is hanging out with her brother. She wants to play basketball, but it's too cold outside, so they go down to the basement and play ping pong in a mm-hmm. very cramped basement. Not mm-hmm. enough space for ping pong, so yeah. that's not that's pretty frustrating. We've all played ping pong in a cramped in, area. In a too small room. Yeah. It's the worst. You used to have a ping pong table at your apartment. Yeah. I think There's enough space, though. There was... Almost enough space. I yeah. think one side had like a wall that kind of slanted in. Yeah, a little bit. It was like a challenge side. Yeah. 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 But Sam tells um, her brother about what's been happening with the wishes, but he doesn't believe her. Mm-hmm. Sam goes to her room and she's upset and worried about what may have happened to Judith. So she decided to call her house. She calls and someone answers and asks who's calling. Sam panics and quickly hangs up the phone. Mm-hmm. But she thinks that she thinks that it was Judith. So then she's like, okay, if Judith answered the phone, she didn't disappear. So that's good at least. Mm-hmm. So she's a little bit relieved. The next morning, she wakes up late for school, which is weird because her mom usually wakes her up early. She gets ready, and the house is completely silent. No radio downstairs like there usually is. She's yelling down to her mom, but there's no response. She looks around the house, can't find anyone, and she thinks um, that maybe everybody left the house early, but she doesn't really understand what happened. Mm-hmm. Then her dad's car is in the garage, so she has no idea what's going on. Are there no clocks in her house? It seems uh, like there's no clocks no, in her house. She wakes up and it's she's eight ten. So eight she's 10? like almost okay. she's almost late for school. And she's okay. like, why didn't my mom wake me up early? Okay. So time has not stopped or anything. Time okay. continues to go on, but nobody's at her house. So where is everybody? Mm-hmm. She has to go to school, so she gets on her bike. She starts riding, but there's no cars on the road. Mm-hmm. No people walking on the sidewalk. No people on the street. She gets to the school, and the whole building is completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, the only explanation Sam can come up with is that maybe it's a weekend or a holiday, but she has no clue what has happened. She checks the auditorium. There's nobody there. Mm-hmm. School's empty. She leaves school and rides her bike through town. Doesn't see anyone. The whole town is empty. She thinks that maybe her wish did come true. Maybe Judith disappeared, but maybe everyone disappeared. Mm. So she's upset, and she's not sure what she's going to do. She goes home and thinks through some kind of some uh, last person on earth scenarios. She's mm-hmm. wondering what she's going to do when the food runs out. Well, she's hungry, and so she makes herself a peanut butter sandwich. That's right. Now... A peanut butter sandwich, she doesn't mention that she puts anything else. No jelly, no yeah. anything. No guava jelly, no honey. And Guava so, jelly is the first jelly that you think of? No, no guava no jelly is the second jelly that I think of. After? After, you know, regular um, Smucker's grape jelly. Okay, grape like jelly. So, Got it. Or jam and things like that. Right. Guava jelly is, is a fancy, fancier jelly for, sure. uh, for a sandwich yeah. combo. Goes better on crackers, though. Anyway, okay. but back to the sandwich that she made. A peanut butter sandwich, no jelly. She just just she didn't specify. Them. Do you assume jelly? Do you assume jelly if somebody says peanut butter sandwich? I used to make that that mistake. Okay, I used to make that because you, no one gives you. I feel like jelly should never be like DLC anymore. It should just come with the peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and someone says peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, you assume it's like. It's like getting a burger now, right? Mm-hmm, like you would, mm-hmm. like the the lettuce should be there, right? Yeah, like just, yeah. Yeah, like, or you know, you do peanut butter, honey, and some cinnamon. 
No, that's toast a peanut that. butter, honey, and cinnamon sandwich. Right. Okay, all right, but Anyways. so, <laughs> so you just put, some she people just do go, do go just straight peanut butter, which is not typical, but it's not terrible. It's not the craziest not, thing to it's do. Not wild. Yeah. No, no. It, it, it when you're in a bind, I guess. Yeah. You know, she was panicked, and she's in a bind because she's like, "What's what are we gonna do? The food runs out." She's already thinking about robbing a supermarket. Well, I mean, if there's no one there, is it really robbing it? That's what she's asking herself. You know, basically, you just walk in, you say, "Hey, can I take these?" If anyone, if I can't take these, someone say something, and then. No one says anything. It's like, all right, thank okay. you. So, so in your opinion, you I need to do that when you're just not in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lock my doors from now on. Yeah, but yeah. So it's it's a situation where she is. There's no one there in the entire town, right? Yep. It's a situation where the food is going to go bad. Like after a few days, when you notice that, okay, no one's showing up, no one's around. You eat all the stuff in your home, then you go for a walk. You know. You know, okay. walk to other people's house, see that no one's there. Yep. You know, you can eat their food, I guess. And okay. then go to the supermarket, see that no one's there. You eat the supermarket food. Eat their food. Yeah. What? Just, tell me a little bit more about what you would do. If you're kind of last person on earth scenario. Like you wake up one morning, there's nobody around, nobody on the street, mm-hmm. nobody at work, mm-hmm. nobody at school. There's nobody, everybody's gone. What do you do? The first thing I do is I make sure my glasses don't break. Okay. You know, so that's, you know, because so you can, cause, cause so you can read, more, read more Goosebumps books. Because there's time now. That's true. You know, there's, there's time now. Yep. Little, little Squad so, Zone reference. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Um, you could probably find other eyeglasses around, but... I don't know my own prescription. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, it's a situation where last person on Earth, um, well, you know... What's I, your plan, George? What are you going to do? I guess I'll, like, go through all the different media that's there. I mean, first, you know, make sure they have food. Make sure that... Um, the places where that generate the electricity are running properly. Uh, so, how the hell are you going to do that? <laughs> no, I mean, basically look up like where the power stations and things are and just kind of like it's, it will take a while before they sort of putter out without any, um, without any maintenance and sure. stuff like that. So, in that time, I'll have to probably research just, you know, how to maintain some of these power companies. That sounds like a full-time job. It is a full-time a job. Because, unless you want it to suddenly be dark, you know? I mean, candles. Well, I mean, there's so much electric things that I want to use. Also, you should probably adapt to, like, the sun. You That's should probably true. try to just, like, be awake during the day. That's true, because, night. you know, the wolves come at night. Yeah, man. It's a scary situation. So is it only people or animals as well? That is, That would be my first question. I would try to figure out if there were animals around. Mm-hmm. And if there weren't animals around, I would be pretty confident that reality is just a computer simulation and something's gone wrong. Yeah. Because if the animals are gone too, it's like all moving things have been mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. not, they're not loading. Yeah. Yeah. And if that were the situation and I was confident that it was a computer simulation that had gone wrong, I'd probably just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> or at least try to. Just like jump off a bridge or something. I mean, just trying trying to have a hard reboot. Yeah, you know, so basically, I, that, that's a possibility. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd stay away from that for at least a few months. Uh, I'm gonna just go right for it. Right for it. Yeah. Really? But if there are animals and just no humans, mm-hmm. then I would first probably like get a radio and try to see if anybody's broadcasting anything. Yeah. And then eventually just start traveling around. You know, see if I can find anybody out there. I mean, the first thing I would check would be the internet. You know, so. Yeah, that's gonna be tough, man. Because I do think the power is gonna go out quickly. But you can get like a hand crank, like emergency yeah, radio. Yeah, emergency radios and stuff like that. I mean, a power, I think, would last for at least a week. I hope so. You know? Yeah, I don't know. So. All right. With all of that, last yep. person on Earth. Yeah. Um, I just tried to gather my resources, um, check to for what dangers there are, what benefits there are, and um, 
just try what to survive. What dangers are and what benefits there are? What benefits well, are there? No, I mean, like, sort of like, understand. last person on Earth, Okay, you know, all the steaks in the grocery store are free steaks. That's true. So You're just going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's your plan. No, I'm going to walk. Be honest. Your wonderful sounds. <laughs> <laughs> can eat like, everything. Like the most simple. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but Great. I mean. But Sam... Clearly does not have a plan. She does not have a single plan. Uh, she's just home eating a sandwich. And she, a peanut butter sandwich. She's got no plan. But then she hears footsteps in her house. Mm-hmm. Footsteps. Mysterious footsteps. It's Clarissa, the crystal woman. And Sam yells, hey, how did you get in here? And the crystal woman shrugs and smiles. And how Sam says, how did you do this? Why would you do this? What is going on? How could this have happened? The crystal woman says, I didn't do any of this. You did. And Sam says, I didn't wish for my family to disappear. Mm-hmm. I didn't wish for the whole world to disappear. The crystal woman says, you wished for Judith to you wish for Judith to disappear, and I granted the wish as best as I knew how. That that, that sounds like a lie to me. I have a major issue with this, that, George. The best that, that she knows how? I mean, yes, she has all sorts of power, but does she also have dementia? You know, the best that she knows uh, how. The fine line with this fraudulent witch is, needs to be placed before every wish. It needs There needs to be like some kind of... Disclaimer. Asterisk. A disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I have an issue with this. As we said, this is a classic monkey's paw tale. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the monkey's paw is that it's it's just it just does its thing. Like, there's no one around to act as a guide mm-hmm. to provide any onboarding or orientation to the mechanics <laughs> of wishing. So you just get what you get from the monkey's paw. So you might expect a monkey's paw wish to go off the rails, but this is a, the crystal woman's responsibility. She's doing a terrible job. Yeah. She's not giving her, her the wishers any guidance at all. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. She's got one job, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Comcast. You're going to fly. It's bad. It's like, oh, okay. No, it seems like you're unhappy with your last wish. Uh, uh, Do you want to add HBO to your uh, cable surface? Yeah. Yes, but that's not what we're talking about here. Exactly. All right. So So the crystal woman uh, tries to explain all of this away by saying that the magic is often unpredictable. She says she figured Sam would not be happy with the last wish, and that's why she's really? returned. So she's like, you know, I knew you probably wouldn't be into this, the results that you're getting here. So I'm back, and I'm going to help you out. She reminds right. Sam that there's one wish left, which Sam immediately tries to use by saying, I want my family back. I want all the people back. Mm-hmm. Crystal mm-hmm. Woman stops her and says, be careful. Think carefully before you make the final wish. Mm-hmm. I'm here to try to repay you because you were kind to me when we met. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be unhappy with the results of this final wish because you've mm-hmm. only got one more, so use it wisely. Yeah. But again, just a terrible crystal woman. Um, <laughs> she's a terrible mystical <laughs> the worst, ambassador of the, the crystal, crystal magic energy. Ever. It's pretty bad. But Sam was like, okay, you're right. I need to be very careful with this last wish. She gives a lot of thought and finally says, I wish for everything to return to normal. I want everything to be exactly as exactly the way it was. But I want Judith to think that I'm the greatest person who ever lived. Mm. Right? I don't know about this, Sam. Yeah. Uh, Sam is not a very good wish- wisher. She's yeah. never watched The Twilight Zone. She obviously doesn't watch any TV or read books. Can we grade Sa- uh, Sam's wishes real quick, starting with the first one? Okay. So she first wishes to be the strongest basketball player on her team. What what grade do you give that? Uh, w- wishing to be the strongest basketball player on her team. Let's, let's go to the audience What's here. the quality of that wish? Give that a grade. A to F. F. An F? I'm go ahead and give that one an F. I give it a C minus. I mean, it's, it'd be cool to be the best basketball player in your team. Not the worst wish that I can think of. She Certainly not a good one. She didn't say best. She said strongest. strongest. Yeah. So um, it's almost I passing. Could, you can interpret that differently. Too, yeah, exactly. Certainly monkey, can. Especially the monkey's paw situation. Yeah, I mean, like, she should could be able to bench press more than everyone else. Right. That, that she, might have happened. Yeah. She might have already been the strongest because she was tallest and just due to proportional Possible. strength. Yeah. But... Um, 
I give a C minus. George, what do you give it? I got an F. I got a C minus. Maybe like a D plus C. Yeah. It, would, it would barely be a passable wish. Fair enough. It's yeah, a barely passable wish. All right. Adjust next. Mine to a D. To a yeah. D? Okay. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Next wish. Uh, she wished that Judith would disappear. What do you give that? I mean, that is, that's a passable wish. I say A plus. Fuck Judith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Judith one bit. Fuck Judith. <laughs> She, she just a, needs to word her she was the worst. better, man. She, she was the worst. <laughs> I mean, disappear could be, you know, done a bunch of different ways. Yeah, you know, like she just gave her visibility powers. Yeah, that, that's what I thought was going to be initially. You know, invisibly powered, invisibility powers or Tony the Fixer could have visited her on, you know, a Wednesday night and suddenly she's gone, you know? So it's a situation where you word this. George, I right. wish you had that power. I wish you were the Clarissa. Yeah, I would. You'd do, be a really good Clarissa. You'd be a much better Clarissa. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would do it in a way where it seemed like it was an accident. <laughs> so, yeah. Strongest person. Oh, all of your um, everyone on your team. Give her a protein shake. Yeah. Which granted. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Protein shake and a set of uh, weights and yep. a shake weight. So shake weights. Yeah. Perfect. So all right. Wish three. Her third wish is for everything to go back to normal. But Judith thinks you're cool. What do you? What grade do you give that? Absolute tra- F. I give that an F. Uh, that, that has to be an F. That, the thing is that I've seen so many different movies, so many different things where... Like borderline lo- stalker. Yeah, love can so easily turn into hate mm. that, you know, stalker turns into murder, ter- turns into wearing your skin, you know, on the top of their skin. Mm-hmm. So that that that's dangerous. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a failure as a wish. Uh, maybe an F+. Plus. Yeah, you know, but it's still a failure as a wish because it's too broad. Is, is F plus a thing? Yeah. I think it's just an F. You either yeah. fail failed, or you don't right? Yeah, Sam <laughs> needs to forget about Judith. You've already That's kind what? of destroyed the world in a way, and yeah. now you've got to fix it. And you're still worried about what Judith thinks yeah. about you. Yeah. It's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Well, that pretty much says everything that I would have added. It's like I really, I dislike how much Sam puts so much stock into this person who doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. yeah. No, so actually, right? she cares a lot in making her life miserable. Apparently. Like she goes out of her way. She had a full thing of tapioca. Tapioca that was probably face, edible. Like you know? need me in the chest. And I still think good for this. Pro- I don't know. Either Sam's like super naive or like mm-hmm. kind hearted or just. She is 12. She sure. is 12. Yeah, and another girl just need her. <laughs> Falcon need her right in her sternum. Yep. So. All right. So the crystal woman says, I will grant your third wish. Your second wish will be canceled. Mm-hmm. Sure. And time will back up to this morning. Goodbye. <laughs> so then uh, the crystal woman vanishes and Sam wakes up in her bed to the sound of her mom calling her. It's morning. Sam's feeling great. She's happy to see her mom and her brother. She happily rides her bike to school. At school, everyone is there, including Judith and Anna. Mm-hmm. Judith runs over to Sam and takes off her hat. And Judith's hair is exactly like Sam's. Mm-hmm. And she says that she wanted to look just like Sam. Sam is like, uh, okay, cool. But she's a little bit annoyed already because yeah. Judith is like like all over her and like saying, like, what do you think of my hair? Doesn't it look just like yours? Isn't it cool? Ooh, look that, at my shirt. I have nice the same shirt. shirt as you. It's ribbed, isn't it? It's ribbed. I like your ribbed shirt. I have one like you. Yeah. yeah. You and then Judith insists on too. carrying Sam's backpack. So Sud is o- Judith is already kind of smothering Sam a little bit with Sympathic her. Uh, is the right word for it, right? Sure. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And Anna walks over and asks what's going on. And Judith says that she's not going to class with Anna. She wants to carry Sam's backpack. And Anna's like, what? Are you serious? Why? And Judith is also wearing the same shirt as Sam, uh, Mm -hmm. just a different color. Anna walks away confused. And Judith asks Sam for basketball help. She wants help with her foul shots because she thinks Sam's underhanded approach is better. Mm -hmm. I think actually what we're supposed to think here is that 
Um, the underhanded approach is kind of a joke, but it's actually totally superior. So underhanded is definitely superior for shooting free throws. For shooting three throws? Absolutely. Not as opposed to the proper shots? That's, you well, the Hey, Ar- hey Arnold episode. Arnold kind of does that trust the ball technique. Trust the ball. Like, that, it's that the works? classic Rick Barry approach. He was an NBA player who advocated underhand shots. Mm-hmm. He shot fantastically from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of like modern bigs who like can't shoot free throws, like Rick Barry and many other people would say, shoot it underhand. You'll shoot way better if you shoot underhand. Mm-hmm. But everything looks stupid, so they want to shoot. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. Mm. Lame. But dudes like uh, Andre Drummond and DeAndre Jordan, like they would shoot way better if they would just shoot underhand. Mm. It's, it's a more natural, you. yeah. It's That's a more true. natural uh, motion. Yeah, get, just get, get, a good, that get a good arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess so. But uh, the thing is that uh, what's her name, um, Judith, the girl we all hate. Uh, yep. She was doing all right before, you know. But yeah, yeah. This, this basically just has her brainwashed to think that she needs to be just like Sam. Yep. Sam's oh, yeah. Sam's wish to that that Judith thinks that she's the greatest person in the world appears to be coming true because Sam. Um, is now being annoyed by Judith all the time because Judith is like obsessed with Sam. Yeah. But Sam tells Judith that she'll help her with her basketball, whatever. Judith all also wants to borrow Sam's social studies notes and she mm-hmm. wants to know where Sam got her shoes. Mm-hmm. Sam is mostly amused by all of this, but it's starting to get kind of embarrassing pretty quickly. Yeah. She's just, uh, it's too much. And Judith is following Sam around constantly. She's also planning on getting braces just like Sam. Mm-hmm. There's a basketball game after school and Sam is worried about embarrassing herself. Judith still thinks Sam is great, and that, mm-hmm. uh, and she says that uh, they should make her captain of the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "No, Sam's terrible. What are you talking about?" <laughs> but it's Judith. It's just this obsession that Judith has. During the game, Judith is copying all of Sam's terrible plays. Every time Sam trips or misses a shot or throws mm-hmm. a bad pass, Judith does the same thing. So the game is not going well. No. And Annie yells at Judith for copying Sam. She says, "You're deliberately messing up. Why are you copying that clumsy ox?" Now that that clumsy ox, I mean bird and stuff like that, but calling um, Sam a clumsy ox that seems like a little heavier insult, you know. I guess I don't know. Bird yeah. is like okay, you could have nice graceful birds and stuff like that, but sure. ox is like ox are pretty cool. Oxen. I mean, ox oxen could be cool, but it's sort of like it's also an insult about intelligence sometimes too, and things sure. like that. So, but Judith uh, is like Anna. How could you say that about Sam? She's the best. And then they she's fight. My best friend ever i'm going to kill you sam is regretting this last wish already she thinks that having judith worship her is worse than having judith hate her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. after the game judith tells sam that she played great and asks if they can work on algebra together sam makes the excuse that she has to visit her aunt but she doesn't know how she's going to get out of hanging out with judith for the rest of her life Mm because this is probably not going to end anytime soon no that night sam is still worrying about the situation when she goes to sleep Judith had called and left four messages while Sam was at her aunt's house. Mm-hmm. Sam is trying to sleep when she realizes that there's someone in the room. And it's Judith. Judith wanted to see Sam, so she came in through an unlocked back door and hid in the closet. For hours. She yeah. fell asleep in there. This is crazy. And uh, basically, Sam woke up to her putting her hands on her, yeah. her dry hands on her. So yeah, apparently, she didn't have a lotion in there. Yep. Sam uh, tells Judith that she has to leave, but Judith insists on staying. And she's asking Sam a million questions about her room. Sam eventually has to basically push Judith out of her house to get her to leave. The next morning when Sam goes to school, Judith is waiting for her so they can walk together. Sam snaps, drops her backpack, starts running and screaming, go away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sam is running and running and Judith is chasing after her. Sam gets to a wooded area and trips on a tree root and falls over. When she gets up, 
Clarissa the Crystal Woman is standing there. Now, if Sam was smart, she would have gotten on her bike. She'd be able to get a lot more distance. True. You know, with uh, even if Judith is like Terminator T2 sprinting at her, she'd still be able to get some space between her and the, the Agreed. other person. Agreed. Yeah. Bike is way better. Yeah. So she's there. She trips on route. Surprised she doesn't shatter her teeth on a rock. Right. Uh, but Clarissa's right there Clarissa's to explain there. it all once more. Yep. Sam yells at her, and the Crystal Woman says, I can see that you're unhappy. I don't want you to be unhappy. Sam yells, I wish I never met you. And the crystal woman says, okay, since you're so unhappy, I will grant you one more wish. Mm -hmm. Sam Sam again says, I wish I never met you. And she adds, I wish Judith had met you instead. Now, in my opinion, that is an F minus. Yeah, that's bad. That is a, that's not even a W. That's a I, incomplete, or even worse. Is there anything worse than an F you could get? I don't think so. That's and F an, is an that, F. That's your expelled from the university for, you know, uh, uh, unlawful behavior. Yeah. Sam, Sam's an idiot. So yeah. she yes. knows that all of these wishes get twisted and go badly. And she says, she's the crystal woman. She says, I wish I never met you, but but I wish Judith had met you mm. instead of me. That's, yeah. How could that, what could possibly go wrong, George? It's like, here, give my enemy this handgun. Yeah. You know, so... But that wish is granted. Sam is suddenly standing at the edge of the woods watching Judith talk to the crystal woman. Sam is super relieved and also happy to be getting back at Judith by forcing the cursed wishes on her. She wants to know what Judith is going to wish for, so she's listening very closely. And she thinks she hears Judith say, Bird, why don't you just fly away? And then Sam sees a worm poking up out of the ground, and she has an urge to grab it and eat it. So she does. And then she flutters her wings and flies away. Sam has been turned into a bird, and Judith looks up at her and smiles. I guess Judith Judith got her wish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the end of the story. Uh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I don't even know where to. I'll give all right. First, the witch. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if they because I haven't really gotten this far, but. Is she a villain? I don't know if she's even a villain, really. Like, is she like a bad guy? She's at this point, she's just a force. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you she's know, like it's it's, it's a um, it's she's a, pretty incompetent as a crystal woman. Yeah, but she's a force. Yeah, she's a force. She's um, but she doesn't have any like moral sway, right? Like, she's not like a I don't guy. think so. She wanted to repay um Sam's kindness, actually. I think. And I, I think, think that she was sincere. She just wanted to obviously has no idea it. what she's doing. Right? Yeah, I mean, she, she can't even she can't even find her own house. Okay. You know, on a rainy night, so she's doing her she's best. Like the Sam of witches, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's so she's doing her best, but the situation is as such, right? Um, we've all seen monkey paw type things. We've yeah. watched the Simpsons Treehouse of Every, Horror. Sure. We've might have probably seen that reboot episode with Enzo, mm. where he said he wanted to um, he wanted to be the fastest sprite in the mainframe, and then made everyone super. Uh, for lack of a better word, stupid and I slow. I love this this podcast already. I, I, yeah. I am I'm all the way back in tsunami mode now. Exactly. Nice. But welcome to tsunami. But um, with all of this, you know, we all know that if we are presented with a wish giving genie lamp bass or shoe, <laughs> you can keep that stuff. You know. Yeah. Well, we need to make our wishes bulletproof, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So, Justin, what would your bulletproof wish set entail? Um, I mean, I know what I want. Okay. First, is I want to be able to control like time and space. Okay. 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 <laughs> I can I, I can tell you how that's going to backfire. Tell but me. Finish. 
Well, yeah, it can all, everything can backfire. The problem well, is it's all wording. Well, That's what I hate. Like, it's like everything... How, when you say bulletproof, you have to really... It's either a paragraph, long one mm-hmm. wish, mm-hmm. so that you ensure that, you, that what you're trying to get is so literal that mm-hmm. it can't mm-hmm. mess up, you know? But keep going. Yeah. So, control time and space, I'll tell you how that's going to backfire. Um, I mean, you might as well wish for, like, an unlimited amount of money. Okay. So, you're going to be um, locked in Fort Knox. Yeah, I mean, you can twist these in uh, so, different ways. Like, so, okay. So, like, so that you got I don't that, know about this okay. question, just <laughs> or, uh, George. George. You, uh, give me one. Give me your first one. So wait, no, I want, I want to let you guys go first and then. Ah, you've given this a lot of thought. I have given this a lot of thought. And for the third one, I'm just going to wish for a sandwich. A sandwich? Homer Simpson style. That was his wish in the (laughs) Treehouse Horror episode. He just wished for a sandwich. And he he described the sandwich in great detail. And he was like, I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to be turned into a turkey myself. I just want a turkey sandwich. So you well, a well described sandwich. Yeah, the the meat's probably going to be expired or something like that. Well, it ended up that the turkey was a little dry, <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was the twist on his final wish. All right, those are my three. So what else do we got, guys? So the uh, time and space thing is mm-hmm. you're going to alter it in a way that you didn't intend while you're sleeping. Okay, you're in a dream, you're going to make the dream real, and it's just going to sure. become horrible. You're going to be trapped. Haney, what do you got? Am I first? Let me. Am I forced to make this this wish? I mean, you could walk away. You could always walk away. Okay, then if that's the case, then I choose like the. I guess the Mary Sue answer is just to not give a shit about this genie or this. Mm-hmm. Way, or like, I, I've seen this too many times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever. I I'm pretty happy with my life. Like, I don't need anything. I don't want to risk anything. Mm-hmm. If something's to happen to me, it should just be out of something either I didn't know was going to happen or I, I don't want to control anything like that. Okay, and also it depends on the car salesman ass bullshit genie dealer that I'm dealing with. Yeah, because like if they're not literal and they're cool and they're like, "Hey, dude, what's going on, bro? I give you whatever wish you want, man." I'm like, "Cool." There's no like consequence. But if I'm dealing with one of those pricks who's just kind of like, "Now, do you stuttered when you said you wanted when you said the word the?" I'm gonna interpret that as you're gonna die. I'm like, so, "What?" Well, you don't know that until after the first wish is gone. So, well, I'm not gonna test it. That's so I'm not. All right, but if I have to make a wish, like if you're putting me in a position where I need to make three wishes, like yeah. guns to my head. Yeah. My my first wish is to get that gun away from my head. Right. Um, All right. So you're going to wish what? Be, that the, that, that, that I'm not forced in this wishing situation. So you're going to wish that you never met the genie? Uh, yes. I'm I'm going to wish that I was never in this position. Okay. Um, you died at birth. Okay. Done. Jesus. <laughs> George, I can't escape... All right. All right. I'm, I'm excited about George's wishes. Yeah, I'm can gonna, we just I'm go to, twist go to, those wishes? Let's go to you, man. So hard. Yeah. So my first wish is that all of my wishes have no negative consequences for me, my loved ones, or anybody that I may or will interact with in the future and I, positively. Okay. So that's my first wish. Okay. My second wish is for unlimited wishes. Uh, okay. And then... I could do whatever I want. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is pretty uh, lacking in detail. But well, I mean, like, and I the don't. First one again. The you... first one is that all of my wishes no can have no negative consequences, seen or unforeseen. Let me, let me for my right for myself, my loved ones, or anyone that I choose to come in contact with. You are already assuming whatever the genie's doing is a negative thing, or like you're the negative is. Subjective to what you think is negative. That's true. So, so if, what if he does something and he doesn't think it's negative? So, 
<laughs> per, <laughs> per my assumptions of what negative is. Here we go. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So basically, I would very specify that first one. You know, all the wishes should be granted per my assumptions of what is positive. I think that's a per my assumptions. I'll give you credit for that. You're, pro- you're just wish. trying to take out like a wish-based insurance policy and all your future wishes. Yes. yes. Then you're trying wish. to use a loophole for your second wish. Yes. I feel like a, like a, a, a skilled genie is going <laughs> to be go. like, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute. I think what we've learned out of these wishes is that the giver, a lot of this is up to the mercy of whatever this being is. Or like, or if the, um, if it's a situation, uh, where I can't ask for extra wishes, then I wish for a benign genie, another benign genie, for my second or third wish. I'm trying to loophole the hell out of this. And that's, I don't, that's I don't know if do any it. genie's going to accept these wishes from you. Well, well, I mean... I'm going to be like, take, take a <laughs> walk, That's his problem, right? Get exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, if, if there are no rules, I'll make my own rules. All right. You know, a benign genie that can understand my positive intentions for my wishes. Yep. So... Okay. You've obviously given us some thought. I appreciate that. Yes, I've thought about this for years. Nice. So I've read this book. And I thought about it after yeah. that. So yeah. So I mean, like, I think those those are closest things you could have to a bulletproof wish set. Yeah, you think so? But I think so. I mean, like, what what else could I do? Honestly, I mean, because with that, I cover cover the ill intent, right? I cover the running out of wishes in case I needed backtrack on something, you know. And I cover, and then after that, I can say okay. I'm just going to say one thing, George. Playing with fire here. Yes. Playing with fire. And I think that the message of the story, if anything, is that, to obviously be careful what you wish for, yeah. but really don't wish for anything. Accept your shitty life. Just take <laughs> yeah. it for what it is and exactly. don't try to be you know, greedy or whatever mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and wish for things because something will go wrong. Mm. Something will go badly. Yes. But um, if we can circle back to a couple of things at the end of the story here. Okay. It was a little crazy to me that Sam was so important to Judith that she used her first first wish on her. Mm-hmm. Like Judith apparently really hates Sam. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something more to the relationship that we don't really know about. I don't know. Here's what I'm thinking. It's a little bit odd. Here's my deep um, thought on all this. Mm-hmm. This whole story is happening because Judith was the person who met a bird and was doing some sort of revenge. This is sort of like a revenge type of thing that bird is going through before the final wish turns her into a bird and she flies away. Meaning, hmm. it's possible that uh, Judith wasn't the best person on the basketball team. It's possible that, you know, all of these things, like Judith might have met a benign old woman and just wanted to run Sam through the w- ringer before turning into a bird and have her fly away, you know? So that's, but the, I mean, it's possible. It's not it might not be the intention of the author, but, but it's that, possible. But that would still mean that Judith is, you that Judith met, at some point, a crystal woman who was a benign crystal woman yeah. who offered Judith wishes. And Judith is like, of all the things that I can have in the world, what I want to do is torment Sam Samantha Bird. Yeah. And that's how she's using her That seems a little crazy to me. Yes. And so I'm wondering if um, there's more to the relationship there. Maybe she's been wronged in some way by Sam and really has this vendetta. I don't really know. But it's odd to me that Judith is so fixated on Sam mm-hmm. that she's using her wishes. Could wishes, be. George. Yeah, we're like thrown into the middle of the story where like they're already part of a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like they could have been friends earlier and then had like a falling out. Possible. Like it's just headcanon. Like it's everything yeah. is just like my th- like our thoughts and stuff. Yeah, two well, cents we, on it. But. We know that uh, they she's only called her two times, right? 
But she did know where her house was, just walking by it, though. Yeah. Like, they, she knew where her house was. Yeah. They they know of each other. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a relationship there. Like, 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 I'm sure other people piss off Sam, but why Judith? Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, uh, why is Judith going yeah, out of her a way? a lot of things will upset you. I mean, I think you're right. They probably used to be, like, friends. Yeah. They used to hang out before now, they would call now each Ju- other. Oh, check it out. And then Judith met Anna, started hanging out with Anna more. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Readers beware indeed. You're in for a scare. So with all of that, I mean, I guess the lesson, like you guys say, is actually, you know, be thankful for what you have. Yeah. You know, don't try to get, don't try to do the fast track type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk, make sure that you say words that you really and truly mean. For sure. You know, so. Yeah. So um, we don't really know the nature of the, how the wishes came to Sam. And maybe this is all Judith's doing from the very start. But if we just take it at face value, you know, Sam got a series of wishes. And then she finally wished that Judith would have these wishes. First mm-hmm. wish was that Sam become a bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judith's got more wishes coming. So yeah. what do we think she's going to wish for? What's her next wish going to be? And also, is that second wish going to cancel out the first wish? And will Sam be a human again? Because that's what happened previously. Well, it canceled out because she was unhappy. And this poor witch's customer support is just negating it. You know? Um, I feel like she, Clarissa needs to be a stronger witch. Yeah. I mean, She's she might have been. At her job. Wait a sec. What was the name of the cat? In the, um, Clarissa explains it all. No, 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 not Clarissa explains it all. The cat in the Goosebumps book, Monster, Monster Blood? Blood. What was that cat's mm, name? I don't remember. That cat's name was Clarissa. Was it? Was it? It was either Clarissa or Sabrina. I think it was Sabrina. Of Sabrina? I think so. Okay, I thought it might have been Clarissa. Oh well. Yeah. Anyways, could have been connected to the other thing. Yeah, that's true. But um, the situation okay, where, but, but yeah. So as you said, maybe the wishes got canceled out because. Uh, Sam was unhappy with the wishes, but Judith still has more wishes coming to her. That's true. Even if she's happy with the first one that never gets canceled, she's got two more wishes. Yeah. Any any thoughts on what she's gonna wish for? I don't know. I mean, she I seems maybe we don't care already. if Sam's out of the out of the picture. I think it's just more tormenting of Sam. Like if she's already like hurting. You know, more tormenting of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Possible. I mean, it's she's going. She's way gonna out use her all of her wishes. I, I, she seems sucks. She seems that <laughs> selfish. And all right. Mean. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, there's going to be a missing persons case because uh, mm-hmm. Sam has vanished. Mm-hmm. Fingers may be pointed at Judith at some point. Yeah, and then she'll have to wish her way out of it. Right. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, that's a twist on her wish at some point is that mm-hmm. she's going to be, like, arrested for doing something to Sam. Everybody knows that she's been teasing Sam, giving her a hard time. Go juvenile hall. And also, she became obsessed with Sam. She's been showing a lot of bizarre interest in Sam lately. Mm-hmm. She even snuck into her house the night before. Mm-hmm. So maybe at some point, suspicions are going to be totally on Judith, be mm-hmm. like, what did you do with Sam? And then she's going to have to go back to the crystal woman and be like, hey, I take it back. Of, yeah, and she's going to wish for something up. else. How's that going to go wrong? I think, didn't they say that this was going to rewind to before they met? You know? I don't know. It did mention that it, she was... Let's talk about the one miss she did make, right? She turned her into a bird. Yes. Yeah. How, did, how is that going to flip now? Because every wish we know now flips, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, she's going to be gone. She doesn't. Sam doesn't exist as a kid anymore. Oh, right. no, so no, Judith is going to be like... Right. For, like, su- I wanted her to get, like, a flock of other ravens to come in. Yeah, like a murder of crows. That's also possible. Yeah, a murder, so. of crows. murder of crows. But Judith doesn't even. I mean, Sam doesn't even realize what happened to her. She's just flapping away and just happily going about her business. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't notice. 
so so one way to interpret this is that you know Sam had these wishes, and in the end, she still couldn't let the whole Judith thing go, mm-hmm. and she used her last wish to try to hurt Judith by giving her the wishes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she's suffering the consequences of that. I think so. Bad decision by being turned into a bird. I think so. But the other, another way to interpret it is that, in fact, these wishes are going to end up screwing over Judith pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And the, the next wish is actually going to undo the first wish. So Sam might actually be okay in the long run. Yeah. And these wishes will actually come back to, to haunt Judith. Mm-hmm. And her wishes are going to keep getting twisted. And Judith will end up being screwed. So maybe Sam is ultimately triumphant in the end, having mm-hmm. made that final wish to push it on Judith. I think we don't really know. I mean, I think no one's triumphant. You should have, like, like uh, Haney was saying, you know, just say, hey, just wish I never made any wishes. Right. You know, that's a, that's a safe, safe bet. That's a safe play. You know, so like, because um, this is a problem. It's a problem. This is a problem. So that is, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. Any odds and ends, George? So let's see. Let's look at the international releases. Uh, let's look at the gallery of the international releases. This one appears to be uh, from the UK. Yep. This one is a crystal ball with a that's shattered, and a hummingbird looks to be flying out oh, of it. I feel like the bird is a huge spoiler. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Some of these international ones are pretty on the nose, and it looks like they have like this um, goo that they just use at the background for Goosebumps books in international books. This yeah. is we've seen that that awful goo before. We don't know if um, Judith tried to specify what kind of bird. No. That was a hummingbird on the cover. I would assume yeah. that she'd be like, turn her into a stork. Stork or something like that. Yeah. Raven? I thought like a crow or something. Not, yeah, I thought maybe like a sparrow or just some some common bird. I mean, like if you were going to turn your enemy into a bird, I wouldn't turn them into a, one of high intelligence. Like you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to turn your enemy into some sort of um, peregrine falcon or something like that because then you're going to be losing your eyes. You'd have sure. to look over your shoulder literally every day. Yep. Because something can dart out of the sky and just rip out your optic nerves. Yep. Now, so. And is there any trivia on this page about. Oh, uh, check this one, this French one. Yep. So let's see what we got here. Oh, these are some good, interesting ones. So check it out. Differences in Portugal. This is the 18th book. Fascinating. Yes. Be careful what you cast for was an episode of the Goosebumps TV series. Uh, they have different artwork. Trivia. Troy Steele rated this as the best Goosebumps book and, tra- and praised it highly, uh, which is something Troy rarely does with what? these Goosebumps books. Troy Steele? Who is this idiot? Yeah, he seems not very smart. Um, if you're one of our fans, then he's a very smart person. <laughs> but No, get out of here, Troy. How is this like one of the best books? It's not good. I don't compared know. Compared to others. And hey, there have been some recently that I thought were really great. We've had a couple. The past few have been really good. Haunted Mask was great. Uh, the mess was the one before fun. that, whatever it was, was very good. Let's see. Clarissa uh, appears as a background monster in the Goosebumps film. Right. Be careful what you cast for. Is be uh, well. Be careful what you wish for. Uh, it was referenced in the Goosebumps game. Um, I mean, we all know that this is stealing from the Twilight Zone. Was it the Monkey Paw in the Twilight Zone? Well, Monkey Paw story came before Twilight Zone. Okay. Definitely predates Twilight Zone. I'm sure. Um, Twilight Zone, I'm sure, did a twist on a wish episode. I can't really remember the details of it. Was the name of it a twist on a wish? No, I don't know. Wish? No, but that's the trope. Twist on a wish. Wish on Twitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wish twist. Wish twitch. Wish but, twist. I mean, um, wish twist. 
Wish. All right. Do you remember the Whisk. any details from the Twilight Zone episode? Because I do uh, not. I do not. I mean, okay. I just remember the trope just being so part of yep. American culture. In The Simpsons, it was Treehouse 4 2, mm-hmm. and they get a monkey's paw. First, Maggie wishes for a golden pacifier, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to, that one doesn't seem to get twisted. The second one, Bart wishes for fame and fortune, and then The Simpsons become super famous, and everybody like, resents them for their mm-hmm. fame. Mm-hmm. The third one is Lisa wishes for world peace. And then there's like denuclearization and demilitarization of the whole planet, and, and then, then they get invaded attack. by aliens. Yep, yep. And then is the that the first appearance of those aliens? I think could it be, is. could yeah. be, yeah, yeah. Kang and Kodos. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth, <laughs> the fourth wish is for the turkey sandwich, which ends up being the turkey is a little it's dry. dry. Yeah, yeah. And then That's the fifth that. wish. There is no fifth. No, no, oh. just four. No monkey palm. No uh, thumb. I don't think so. I guess the thumb doesn't count as a finger, right? So I'm just. Gives them one of these guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a four wish situation. Oh yeah, because there's Simpsons. Because only one has That's four true. fingers. That's so. true. Yeah. All right. Are we done? I think. Final we... thoughts, gentlemen. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I think it's. I don't think <laughs> not it's not a great story. Trash, but it's, no. it's not. It's not the best either. Yeah, yes. wasn't scary. Not super exciting. Not a ton going on. Right. But let's wrap it up. So, with all of that, well, thank you for listening to. Uh, thank you guys for having me on, Haney. Thank you for joining us for our. Thanks, uh, guys. For our show today, make sure you could catch Be Careful What You Cast For on uh, iTunes, yeah. Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, we are also uh, making our foray into YouTube a little bit, so if you're catching us on here, welcome. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. Additionally, make sure to catch our sister podcast, uh, Game Break Tech 1-2, our video game podcast where we talk about various different video games, and we do some playing on Twitch, and we will post on YouTube as well. So with all of that, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and from me and Justin, catch you later. Peace, everybody.